everybody, I'm Adam Hergenrother, and this is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I did a fun episode talking about preferences. You know, preferences are one of these things that, um, you know, you can use the word desire if you want to. And I think people say, well, I don't have any desire, right? And it's true, right? The desire is a, is people think of it, at least, at least I do, Hallie, right? More of like a lust or like this big, like I have a desire for a jet or a desire for a certain job. Um, and those are certainly preferences, right? Um, however, what about all the individual preferences that we're just not aware of? I think we pay way more attention to the big preferences that we have in our lives, and we pay little less attention to the preferences of likes and dislikes in almost every interaction with the world. And this could be you walking to your car, you don't like the fact that it's raining out. Or when you get in your car, you don't like the fact that it's cold out and there's a narration about it. Or that it's, you know, that your snow tires didn't get on properly. Or the little teeny likes that go on there, like that there's no coffee in the coffee maker. I guess that's a big one, right? That could could be a big preference for people, but you get the point. So anyways, jump into this episode. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. It's, it's talking about preferences. Also, just to be aware of them, because that is the way out of this, is once you start being aware of preference, you'll start to understand the process of preference in itself and how it causes so much suffering in your life. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys are having an awesome, awesome week for no other reason, but you're choosing to make it a great week. I wanted to bring a message to you all today. It talks a little bit about preference. Um, but before we get into preference, we talked the last time we were together about having a North Pole, a North Star, if you will, keeping your aim high. The higher you keep your aim, the easier it is to not fall back into this worldly world, which is, you know, changing the people, places and things to make it be okay. But why do we even feel the need to do that? It's like we, once you recognize what's going on, which a lot of you are starting to, you start to realize what's actually happening out there. It makes it a lot easier to stay the course, which is why every day you wake up and you aim a little higher. You just aim a little higher so you're not going to be pulled down and involved in the world to try to make you feel okay. It just it's not the, it just doesn't work. So there's a there's a line that we've talked about before, which is the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. It's from the third Zen patriarch, right? The, the treatise on faith mind. And there's a couple other sentences to it, but basically the first sentence is really all you really need to know. It's actually, it's like a couple pages long, but the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. And the great way, enlightenment, realization, right? This sense of joy and pureness that is already within you, right? The, the, the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. So what dawned on me the other day was, most people are trying to have a preference to not have a preference. And I think when we, we, we come about preferences from a uh, intellectual standpoint, whereas we try to actually create a non-preference, which is a preference in itself. So it's just creating this cycle that we get caught in instead of actually going at the root cause. And when I started to, when you, again, you start to aim high, what dawned on me was if you actually eliminate the reason why you need a preference, there is no preference to not have a preference. They just go away. So it's about not having a preference, right, about a preference. And if you go back to the great way is not difficult for those no preferences, the great way is extremely difficult for those who have even one preference. And so what is a preference? It's a, it's a way that you want the world to be. It's the way you want the weather to be, the way you want your parents to be, a, 
a spouse, a partner, you want business to be, you have a preference of the way you want things to be, right? And it's because you bring this to somebody and they go, well, of course I do. Of course I want it to be the way I want it to. Well, the minute you have a preference like that, right? You will be attached to your preferences. So therefore you're going to spend this energy of trying to make it the way you want. It's not that it's wrong. It just doesn't work fully. And there's, it doesn't work. Yes, I get it when I say fully, it just doesn't work hardly at all. Yes, when you get everything the way you want it to, eventually it does work. I agree with you. You get what you want, you start to feel good. But the great way is extremely difficult. It's very difficult to move through life of trying to find realization, self-realization, to try and find any levels of enlightenment if you have preferences for the way things need to be. And again, the, the preferential treatment of an event of the way you want it to be, the little I, there's an ego in there that has basically decided how things need to be based on the data that it has. It's not that you in there have decided. It's this entity, the ego, the masquerading self, right? That you've created, which is like a, like, a, like a movie inside, right? It's a mental movie that you've created based on your past experiences, the data that you've taken in and, you know, your desires that are there. And you create this movie in the movie. Then basically you take the movie that you create inside and you bring it to the outside world and go, it says in here, if I create this mental movie, this feeling that I'm going to create in here should basically be, be replicated outside. So I'm going to go try to do that outside instead of allowing life to be. And then we end up basically fighting with life most of the time. Look, people will get it relatively okay. And it's like, I, I've said this before, but it's like, if you're comparing your suffering to um, a state of absolute enthusiasm or joy, you know, let's just get out of words. If you go back to the highest point that you've ever been in your entire life, highest feeling that you've ever had, that may be, again, time that you've made a bunch of money. It could be a business transaction. It could be a sports event. It could be an intimate moment. It could be you know a, a childbirth. It could be you know time in nature or sunset. It's a variety of things for different people. And if you take that a moment where you felt that much rush of energy, because it's really what emotions are, it's just energy that we've labeled that have just sl slightly different variations, right? I mean, between joy and, you know, and irritation, <laughs> sure, there's the same energy, they feel differently, but it's still the same stream of energy. What about irritation and anger? We know the difference because the subtleness of the differences, right? It's like you flip a coin, there's heads, you flip the other side, it's still the same penny, there's tails. It's the same way here. You have you know, emotional energy, that's anger, and you have energy that's enthusiasm. That's why it's always right there for you. It's just which one shows up. And so when we start to, um, we start to bring preference into this, this is where we start to get lost. So you start to bring this level of energy into your life, and you start responding from it. So we talked about the great way is extremely difficult for you to have a preferences because the preference has now created the mental movie. The mental movie is now basically said, as long as I go out there and recreate this moment, this movie, this movie, then I'm going to be able to go feel this way forever, which you know doesn't work. Instead of why not going back and working at the root of this? The Buddhists always talk about working at the root of things, but forget about Buddhists. It's just logical. <laughs> If you go back and work at the root and say, well, if I get rid of this ego that's creating preference anyways, the mind will actually quiet down. There will be no preference. There's only a preference because somebody's in there telling you the way things should be. Because in the past, when you've gotten those things or you're, just, you're chasing after something, it feels good and you get it. So you go, I'm after this energy that I'm really after. And it's what really everyone's after is how they feel inside. So I'm after this energy and therefore I'm going to go after it by manipulating the outside world and having these preferences 
that I'm going to bring into the world, right? The Buddha talked a lot about this as well too, right? He's the cause of, you know, life is all suffering basically is the first noble truth. The second noble truth is the cause of all separate suffering is likes and, you know, and desires, essentially preference, which is a way that you want the world to be. So when we talk about surrendering or accepting of a preference, it's not that you're, you're never going to get rid of a preference. You actually have to get rid of the cause of the preference. This is where I think people get caught up in working. And this is where I talked about in the beginning of aiming your sights higher. If you try to get rid of the preference, you're basically, you're creating a preference to get rid of the preference and you're either expressing it or you're suppressing the preference or you're pretending that's something that's not there. You can be the spiritual bypass and walking around saying, I don't have any preferences. And it's eating you up inside, which I see. I, I think people get to this point. They're going, I'm really trying. If I just keep saying it enough, I'm not going to have any preference where well, you still do. I think you get to a point where you go, I still have preference. I can see it. I, I still see this thing inside me that wants the way to be a certain way, but I know it's not right. I, that's a, that's an honest answer. And that's kind of how I see it right now is like, there's a part of me that's in there. It's like, wants the world to be the way, but it's not really me. There's a separation there. There's a pull, there's a calling that wants me to indulge in that. You just p- don't pay attention to it. So you work at the root of these things and you actually eliminate the, the activity of the mind, the noise of the mind. It there is no preference. Just watch this process, especially over the holiday break, right? You'll see the the mind generating a thought based on how it wants to be a preference. And then you go, and I agree with that. And then you go, and then if it doesn't match that, you start to suffer at some level. Now, I'm not saying you're walking around with a broken arm. I'm not saying that you're walking around in a, like not being able to be smiling and laughing. I'm not saying that, but you're just not walking around in a boat of joy, of ecstasy, of that highest feeling that you've ever felt that we went back and talked about before, whatever that moment was, you multiply that times a hundred and get stronger every day. That's how you can feel. That's what you should be. Basically, that should be your backstop to how much degree of suffering you have, which is why we talk about witness consciousness. Like at that level is just a neutral state. It just means I can see things differently. And the thing is you actually have a, you have no preference on the majority of things in your life. I mean, look outside right now. How much preference do you have of the trees that are sitting out there or the way the plant is or the car that's driving by? You see all these things. There's no, the mind doesn't actually narrate that. It narrates other things that you have preference about, but there's a whole bunch of other things you have no preference about. Now we're getting into the Tao, right? The middle way, because there's so many things, 99% of the things that actually happen every day, you have no preference about. So people go, how do you make decisions about this? Well, you make decisions on that all day long. It's not, it's like the minute, the, the noise goes away the minute you cause the root suffering, but stop working at the preference level by trying to, you know, either express a preference, trying to, you know, formulate a plan of suppression of the preference or trying to pretend that you don't have these things so they don't exist. It's the actual being able to admit that there is a preference in there or you want a way to be a certain way actually separates it and you go, well, who really wants it? What part of you really wants it? And that's the part that you want to look at. If you can actually start being engaged in that and you start seeing the part of me that actually wants this is the the lower part of me, the actually higher part of me is really okay with it. And this is where on your path and you aim high, that's where you start to aim. So it's never about your surrendering to life or your participation in life or things in life, money, people, marriages, kids, not surrendering to that at all. You're surrendering to the part of you that says, hold on, I want you to pay attention to me in here. I know how life should be. And therefore, if I know how life should be, then I want you to put your energy on going out there and getting it so I can control it. 
And that's what creates the continued creation of preference. That's why the great way is extremely difficult, meaning self-realization or enlightenment is extremely difficult when you have these preferences in place because they actually pull you away from actually finding yourself. And so when you look at this is you actually just start spending your energy. The majority of your energy actually ends up um, revolving around how do I get what I want? And then if you are and avoid what I don't want, which is just a preference versus imagine taking the amount of energy that you spend every day focused on trying to get what you want and avoid what you don't want on actually enthusiasm or create creative or creativity. You can, the, the transmutation of energy is when you actually don't use that energy for the lower self is when that energy actually can transmute through you. And from there, you actually are able to bring this out into the world, which again, this is why people struggle with decisions. Cause what is a decision? Decision is just a preference too. That's why people struggle with decisions. They struggle with decisions because really what they're saying is I don't really know. And therefore I need to go to my mind and see which one's going to make me feel better. Again, that's a preference. And I'm, people probably, and this is where people get struggled. They go, well, well, of course, wouldn't I want to choose the one that makes me feel better? Well, it depends. Is that a preference? If, and again, I think there's just a, another layer here that you can unpack, which is going back to the root of this of saying, why can't I feel that anyway? And then be in that discussion. It's kind of like, why would I need to go find my passion somewhere? And why can't I be passionate for everything? And the thing is, is when you get rid of the noise, you actually end up finding exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Like life will ask you to dance with it. You just have to dance with it too. So stop thinking that a preference is something that you're going to work through. Everyone's got preference if you're working at that level. If you aim your hot, your, you aim your sights higher, what you're really doing is you're removing the root cause of why you have a preference in the first place. The preference in the first place is because I'm not okay. And you're not okay because you're still looking for things outside as a way in order to fulfill you versus being fulfilled and then taking that energy and bringing it outside. And it's not that it's, look, you don't, you don't need to go get rid of your big preferences right now. We're not asking you to do that, right? It's because those things are too hard. They're there, but start doing it the small things and actually see how life shows up for you. Seriously, just do it with the very small things. And over break, there's probably going to things that happen with families and relatives and cooking and traveling that doesn't go your way. So then just watch the mind freak out about it. Or walk into this and go, how do I bring my full self into this? And I'm okay with everything. Not that you don't interact with it. doesn't mean you can't enhance your life with any of this stuff. You just are entering each moment as if it's the, a wonderful moment that took 4.5 billion years to get here that you get to experience. So preference is not about getting rid of the preference. It's about getting rid of the cause of the preference. If you work at the root of trying to either renounce or express your preferences because you think that's the way out, you're just circling around with it. The real way out of this is to aim your aim higher and start removing the reason why you need a preference in the first place, which is because you're afraid of not being okay with everything. And the minute you can be okay with everything, then the preference starts to move away. I think it's really important that we can, the more we can focus on this, the more that we are able to create a peaceful and joyous life that's inside us. Uh, and then you can bring all of that to any situation. It doesn't mean you're still not going to get tripped. It doesn't mean that you still don't work on this every single day because you're going to. There's going to be a lot of challenges you're going to have to work through. But the challenge is just the challenge. Again, if, you're already, if your cup is full of water and, you're, and everyone's you know, walking around giving out water, you don't need any water from anybody because your cup is already full, right? I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. 
it's just, but you have to aim higher. I see too many of us when we think about, when we talk a lot about preferences before desires, right? Desires is the same way. It's easy to get rid of the things that you don't want to happen. It's even harder to let go of the desire. Well, I want life to be the certain way or I'm aiming to do this. Now, there's a difference between goals though. Goals are different than desires. You can have a goal because you're doing your best. You're letting go of any personal gain that's happening from the goal as a need. The, so the, the the kind of the steps in this, at least in my life, how I've seen this is you start to let go of the preferences in terms of the the weight that they carry. And so what I mean by that is like at some stage, you'll start to go, well, sure, I'd rather have it be sunny out, but, you know, I'm going to let go of the outcome or I'd rather, you know, make money this month, but I'm going to let go of the outcome. And you just you have to play that mental game, though. It's like, sure, OK, I'd rather um, I, I have a preference for this, but I'm going to really let go of the outcome of it. That's wonderful. That's where we should all start. It's just starting to let go. You can, I don't want this preference. I, I see it there. I see it that I want it to happen there, but I'm going to let go of the outcome. You start detaching yourself from it. You know, and eventually what starts to happen is that starts to fall away too. It just starts to fall away. It's just that you don't even have to play that mental game anymore. Just like when you look outside, you're not playing a mental game of how you want that tree to look, are you? You're not driving down the road going, looking at every single sign out there and going, mm, I think they should be a little bit different. No, you're just you're just seeing it for what it is. You're not playing the mental game of trying to pretend you don't have a preference with it or that you do have a preference and that you're trying to let go of the outcome of the preference. Well, you can, you again, you live your life like 90%, 99% of this anyways. There's just a few things that show up every single day that cause us to want to go, nope, that's not right. I don't want it that way. I want it in a different way. Remember, you're only here for a very short period of time. The world has been here for 4.5 billion years. You're here for 30, 40, 50, 80, 100, 200, maybe. I don't know. Maybe at some point you even get to a thousand years they talk about. I don't know. But the, the, the difference is, though, that you are here as a participant getting to experience this. Why can't every moment be a moment that is truly a unique experience? Nobody's saying that the vibration is going to feel different. Being chased by a bear feels different than a butterfly. Nobody's denying that. But how often does that really happen, right? Maybe if you're in alone and you got to watch out for that a little bit more, maybe that's a little heightened concern. But for most of us, we're creating these preferences around how we see the world we need to be. And just why it doesn't work. That's the thing. It's like you go after your entire life trying to do these things using so much energy of going after all these things that you think you want or desire. You're going to get them and when you get them. They're there for a moment. And then somehow you've convinced yourself though, that this next round is going to be even better. And that doesn't work either. So you go to the root and finally go, look, I've seen this whole game. And I'm aware that this whole preference thing is really not going to work. And the, the funny thing is, is the preference thing is the same thing that they've been talking about for thousands of years. The third pens, the third, third Zen patriarch has been written for a long time. I and mean, the Buddha is 2000 years old is the great way is not difficult for the, those who have no preferences, but it, you have the great way is extremely difficult when you have just one preference because you have it the way you want. Mm. So I want you to work on this, watch the process, follow the mind. If you just watch it do its dance, you'll see that it has a preference for how everything should be, how somebody should dress, how they should interact with you, what should they should have said to you, how should how come they didn't like your stuff on, you know, how come they didn't like it on social media, how come they didn't comment more, how come this comment didn't have more comments than this person. It just has this narration about a preference of everything. It just And you just pay attention to it. It's like everything becomes a preference. But people don't think it like that. People think of preference as this big desire instead of like the little things like, 
uh, you know, this car should be driving 41 is driving 36, right? Or it should be a little hotter out. And right now it's too cold, right? It's like, just does this thing. And we just pay attention to it thinking that's, yeah, it should be like this. And we suffer even in that little degree that we pay attention to that. We suffer at some level instead of walking out and just being like, wow, this is awesome. I can experience the sun. Now it's not like you're walking around in some days or that you're oblivious to life. Not at all. That's the exact opposite. You're actually in tune with it. People say like, well, I'm just going to sit around and not do anything. No, that's the craziest thing in the world. The funny thing is when you get the mind shuts down, you have this crazy amount of enthusiasm and energy that you just want to create. The world creates, it creates, everything does. And you just want to take that and bring it out into the world in whatever expression that means. So this is why we have trouble with decisions. This is why we have trouble with, you know, anything in our lives because we have, we're just, we're constantly evaluating our mental model to some future event and how that's going to, that future event is going to make us feel, which develops a preference for life. And so the minute you actually work at the root of this and realize, again, that's why I want to send this to you is because it dawned on me that you can't work at preference at preference level. You can't have a preference to not have a preference. You actually have to work at the root of this, which the only way to work at the root of this is to actually start to separate yourself from the part of you that wants the preference. So that's what I really want you to focus on this week. Watch the part of you that has a preference for how life is supposed to be. So I just want you to watch that. And you'll if you watch it, that knowing that in itself will take you the rest of the way. Have a wonderful week. Thinking about you guys. Anything you need from me, please let me know. And we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Before you leave today, Hallie and I wanted to thank everybody who has left us a review. It really does make a huge impact in helping us get this podcast into the hands of other conscious leaders. Here's a review from Scott. Yeah, so Scott said, each time I listen, I find myself rethinking previously held beliefs. I am then left with a push to reframe my perspective on things related to my personal and business growth. This podcast does not serve to reinforce your already existing beliefs about personal growth. It inspires you to discover new paths and perspectives to live out the life you have with meaning and impact. And thanks so much for leaving a review. And by the way, please let us know what you like about the podcast, what you would love to see more of by leaving us a review wherever you listen to our show.